You're listening to 3 and 30 Podcast for Moms, Episode 1, Getting Unmotivated Kids to Help. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways to make your family life a little better this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for listening. When I was a little girl, we had a running joke in our family that the minute dinner was over and we all started on our after-dinner jobs, such as clearing the table, doing dishes, sweeping the floor, I would disappear to the bathroom. Do any of you moms out there have a child who does this? I mean, what was I doing in there? I certainly wasn't actually using the toilet. Was I reading shampoo bottles, twiddling my thumbs? I was dawdling and avoiding work. And now that I'm a mom myself, I realize that this must have been so infuriating to my mother. So today on 3 and 30, we're talking about how to get unmotivated kids to help around the house. And I'm sure if this podcast episode had existed 25 years ago, my mom would have been a very happy woman. To give us three doable takeaways today is our first ever guest to the podcast, one of my dearest friends, Candy Kidd. So thank you, Candy, so much for being here. Hi, I'm happy to be here. So you should know about Candy before we start that Candy is my friend who loves information. She's a reader. She goes to conferences and also takes conferences online and, um, She has a great talent for um, distilling all of that information down to just the most practical nuggets and then sharing them with her friends and family. So really, she's a perfect guest for this podcast because that is what we're hoping for 3 and 30, that each week we'll provide three really doable takeaways that we can try as moms in our homes. And so I thought of Candy right away as our first guest. Um, She's also been one of my greatest supporters as I've had this idea to get this podcast started. So it just seemed fitting to have her on here today. Um, She has three of her own kids, and I'm sure she'll tell us a little bit more about them. And so she has lots of experience with getting unmotivated kids to help. So Candy, how do we do it? What's your first idea? So the first thing I want to say is that oftentimes we see our kids as unmotivated and really they're just overwhelmed. I once saw something that said procrastination and then equal sign is equals overwhelmed. And I truly believe that a lot of times that we procrastinate or our kids procrastinate is that they're overwhelmed and they just don't know how to break things down. So the first thing I, um, want to share and I and I can't credit to where I heard this but it has been life-changing and it's to single task out loud so I want you to imagine your child's room is messy like really really messy there's unmade bed trash everywhere stinky socks Legos on the side table on the floor on the Lego table no I my kids rooms never look like that (laughs) (laughs) there's that need to be hung up and scattered schoolwork You send your child into the room to clean the room and an hour later when you check on them, because it sounds like there's been stuff going on, there's some papers moved and they are working on their Legos. And do you, by working on your, their Legos, do you mean 
building something or actually picking up the Legos. No, 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 building something. Yes, (laughs) that's exactly what happens in my house. And so, like, it's really easy to get frustrated because you're like, what do you not get? I said, clean your room. But if we're, like, super honest with ourselves, when I walk into a really, really disorderly space, I'm overwhelmed and I don't know where to start. And I'm an adult with skills, different skill set than a child. And so when we send a child into this messy room and say, clean it up, we're kind of setting them up for failure. Mm-hmm. So what is suggested is you have a single task and that means do one thing until it is completely done and say it out loud. So for instance, you would have them and they need to be trained and to learn how to do this, but you'd have them say trash, 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 trash out loud, pick up all the trash and they're not allowed to move on to the next thing until that's done. And then they might say, um, dirty clothes, dirty clothes, dirty clothes, dirty clothes, until they gather all the dirty clothes. And they just keep doing that until the room's clean. And this is like a life skill that if they learn to do this when they're young, when they're adults and they see a big project, they're going to know how to break it down and move it forward. That's so great. I feel like um, that book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, and it talks about that, dis- <laughs> that distracted mouse that bounces from one thing to the next he gets the cookie and then that makes him think that he needs milk and then he realizes that he has a milk mustache so he needs a napkin or whatever it is um that is how our children operate and so they can't really stay focused on what we asked them to do without this um some sort of a reminder so do your kids actually do this do they say it out loud as they're working we say it out loud together and if i'm totally honest I do this more with myself. Like I like I'll say trash, trash, trash. People probably would think that I'm crazy if they just observe me cleaning, but it helps me stay on task and get things done. And so now I'm teaching my kids how to do that. Right. Because that and that is one thing that Candy and I discussed before recording this podcast is that what's ironic is that all of these tips that work for getting an unmotivated child to help or an overwhelmed child to help really work for moms too. So when we're unmotivated or overwhelmed, we can try these too. Um, Because I am just as bad as my kids at getting distracted and um, starting with the dishwasher and then going to pay a bill and going to run upstairs to grab something and I never finish anything. So doing this single tasking, I think could be really helpful for me as well as for my young kids. Okay, the next one is a celebration blitz. And this comes from Linda Fogg from Tiny Habits for Moms. And she suggests when you're feeling low or overwhelmed to set a timer and start cleaning up and celebrating every little thing you do. So for my five-year-old, he is in charge of his family contribution as to sort our laundry. And one night he just was not having it. And so I said, let's do a celebration blitz. And I said, I'll show you. And so I threw the whites into a white pile and I said woohoo and then I colored into the colored pile and I said booyah and we went on and on and then he started joining in and by the end he was like jumping up giving me five I think there was even some karate kicks in there and then the sweetest thing happened when we finished he threw his little five-year-old arms around me and he's like thanks mom I've never felt like that before oh I love that and then after that like sometimes he would get like 
a little bit dysregulated and he'd say, Hey mom, let's go sort laundry. Wow. Love the way that he feels. And so sometimes when we're having like those, you know, no one wants to help. It's like, okay, let's do a celebration blitz. And um, my little kids start celebrating. And I do this for myself. Like, I think sometimes the hardest part is getting started. And so this gets you started and it, there's science behind it. It changes um, how you feel, but it also gets the kids to help because a lot of times just lowering the activation energy and making it easy to help. Then once they get started, they keep going. Right. And there is something so powerful about the emotions that come from celebrating that yes. it, it builds momentum and you get pumped about it and excited. I, I know just turning on music when we're cleaning helps a lot, but I love this idea of celebrating every little thing that you do or that your kid does and cheering. And, um, and actually I one day was feeling really depressed and down and unmotivated and texted candy and told her, I just am so overwhelmed by my house. It's such a mess. And she responded and told me to do this. She said, do a, do a two minute celebration blitz where literally everything that you do cheer for yourself, which is so absurd and so great. Like I'm like picking up a shoe and I'm like, yes, I'm awesome. And then I throw something in the washer and I like fist pump, but it makes you laugh because you feel ridiculous, but it also then gets those happy feelings going and really gets you started. And then once you start, you can continue on with, with the task. Exactly. exactly. Um, a long time ago, when I very first started listening to self-help type things, I feel like this was before anything was really big. Like the internet was even fairly new. Um, well, I don't know about the internet being new, but like podcasts weren't a thing. Um, I listened to a lady, Wendy Joyhart. She said that you should do this with, she would get an easy button from Staples. I guess they're an actual button that's that you can push and it says easy on it. I don't know if they're still available, but, and, she, and it says that was easy. And so she'd say when she was cleaning out her, desk, for example, and it was covered in bills and papers that she would sort one piece of paper and push the button and it would say that was easy. And then she'd do <laughs> another one <laughs> and another one. And every time hit the button, that was easy. Like I'm the woman, <laughs> I'm awesome. And it really does give you that little boost. And definitely for children who don't feel as absurd celebrating themselves. Oh no. A There's... huge, a huge bo boost. There's some definite crazy celebrations going on. And so that brings me to the next one, the third one, which is tiny habits. And this is how I got introduced to Linda Fogg because her brother, BJ Fogg, is a researcher from Stanford and he um, researches behavior. And he came up with a formula for habits that does not require any motivation and does not require any willpower because obviously an unmotivated child that might might be hard but his um the tiny habits formula is that you have a small anchor or something you do every day a tiny tiny habit and then a celebration so the one that he uses on his popular ted talk is after i brush my teeth which is your anchor i will floss one tooth and then celebrate and so your brain gets in the habit of brush teeth floss one tooth good, good feeling. 
And so for my kids, we have done all these tiny habits and they've worked great and they've stuck to them. One of them for our kids is um, after they take off their clothes, which is something they have to do every night, they will zoom their laundry into the laundry room and then they celebrate. And I notice that even when I'm not there, their laundry is in in the um, laundry room. And I think it's because they want to get that like little feeling like, woohoo, yay. And so, so, so let me make sure I'm clear on this. So they, so the anchor is a behavior that you would do every day, regardless. So you have yes. to take your clothes off to get ready. Right. And then you attach some sort of a tiny habit that you want Something your kids to so look. small. Yes. Very small. So you attached the habit of um, putting it in the laundry room and you made it fun by, by rooming it into the laundry room. So now right. anytime they pull off the shirt, they're in the habit, room it into the laundry room. Right. And then, um, and then they celebrate after. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So they do these and we have little, um, tiny habits that they do. Like when they see me in the morning, we give it a hug and a kiss, you know? And so they do all these things just automatically. And then I have ones that I do as a mom, like, After I say my prayers in the morning, which is something I do every day, I stand up and I lift up the covers in my bed and then I say I'm awesome. Or when my feet hit the ground first thing in the morning, I say today's going to be a good day. And I just like have that good feeling um, overtake me. And so there's all these tiny habits and they've lasted through, you know, like transitions and ups and downs like our tiny habits stick because they don't require any motivation and they don't require any willpower so how long does it take to build a tiny habit especially with your children it's not like you did it once with them and then from there on out they were doing it every single time no um i don't know how long um the research shows but I know that after we did it a couple times, they were totally on board, mm-hmm. you know, because it's something really small and they do it and they get to celebrate. And it's just become second nature to them now. Uh-huh. That's yeah. So, so like in the example from the beginning of the podcast with me hiding in the bathroom <laughs> um, and I don't know <laughs> if I was, I don't think I was um, unmotivated or overwhelmed. I think I was flat out lazy, but, um, what could have been a tiny habit that we could have put into place there for our family? Do you think? Um, maybe like after I finish dinner, I'm going to put one bowl in the dishwasher. Okay. Um, or even like as soon as you stand up from dinner, you carry your plate over. I know that's something that a lot of families try to institute. Right. But it could be like made into like, when I finish dinner, I'm going to bring my um, bowls to the sink and celebrate. Okay. So if it's not working, then it's not tiny enough. Okay. And so if that doesn't work, then maybe like after I stand up for dinner, I'm going to pick up my bowl and then celebrate. (laughs) So is and is the celebration the reinforcer? So yeah, celebrations are really really important. You can learn more about it from Tiny Habits for Moms. We can link it in the show notes. But the celebration people like want to avoid because they're like, oh, I feel silly. But your brain needs that little tiny reward, and especially children, I would think. Yeah. 
children and adults too, but yeah, children definitely need a little reinforcement of that behavior. So it becomes so automatic that when they stand up, they grab their plate. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think um, doing a celebration blitz could be really helpful with picking up the kitchen and doing after dinner jobs because yeah, never thought about that. That definitely could anybody who does anything like picks up a paper towel and you all cheer or, (laughs) or pick up a foot or whatever, you know, and it could get really crazy, but so fun. Um, and then single tasking as well. So I'm thinking back on your three points. So single tasking could work in that scenario as well. Like one child is in charge of picking up all of the trash from the table or the napkins or whatever. Should right. be saying napkins, napkins, napkins. Yes, um, yes. And then another child is doing something else. Um, and so they're saying that. So, yes, I never thought about that. Uh, yes, all those things can work for the scenario of Rachel running to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Well, and the good thing is I always think back on that when I'm frustrated with my kids for not helping because I ended up being a very motivated, um, tidy, somewhat adult. Like I, I keep my house in order. And so I'm like, you know what? Even if my kids are being lazy and hiding out in the bathroom, they're going to be okay. They're going to turn out okay. I turned out okay. You know? yes. So hopefully that's a little hope for moms out there that are feeling frustrated with their kids not being willing to help. Do you have any other thoughts on any of these habits or um, these three things? So let me review them really fast. So our three takeaways today for getting unmotivated kids or moms to help around the house are to one, single task and say it out loud until the job is done. Two, have a celebration blitz and Um, cheer or celebrate in some way, even if it's just in your own head um, with every tiny little thing that you do or that your child does. And then third, to build tiny habits into your home that are anchored by things that children are already doing um, and then build a little habit onto that with a little celebration at the end of it. Is that correct? Perfect. All those They're very easy and doable, and it changes the atmosphere in your home. Okay, great. And one other thing I was thinking about is the importance of training kids. Um, So what can you tell us about that, about training children to help around the house? Um, Yeah, that's something that I was talking about with one of my family members, that kids aren't many adults. They don't think the same way as we do. But so it does take some time, like, Um, For instance, the messy room scenario, you would be there helping them learn how to single task and from the beginning to the end until they learn that skill. And the same with all the other ones. You're there helping them learn it until they are at a point they can do it by themselves. Right. Which is going to take a little bit of time. Yes. But the investment up front is so worth it in the end. Yes, I actually saw this firsthand. I'm the youngest. I have six sisters. And so I saw my nieces and nephews when they were younger and my sisters just working with them, working with them. And then I visited one of my sisters in Hawaii. 
And she pulled up to her house. All five of her kids got out. They unloaded, put everything away. And then she went and parked and walked in the house. And she didn't really even think about it. But I was like, like, oh my gosh, you made it. All your hard work paid off because they just did it. No one complained. But it was because she had um, spent the time teaching them these little, little things. Right. And wow, what a payoff. In the yeah. End. Have kids who willingly help and don't even think twice about it. It's just part of their routine. Right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Candy, and for your encouragement to get this to get this podcast going. And we will have to have you back on. We're gonna um, have her come on and teach about moms who are naturally messy, um, and how they can keep a clean house. Because she's read many books on that topic, and she's helped me a lot in my own habits and housekeeping. Since I can no longer hide in the bathroom. Since I'm the mom, <laughs> she's taught me how to make it easy. So we will have her back on in a few weeks, and she'll teach us more about that. I truly hope you enjoyed episode one of the podcast. And if you did, I hope you'll take a moment to text the link to a friend or tag a friend or two on social media who might enjoy the takeaways that we learned this week. And remember, the purpose of this podcast is not just to listen, but to go and try this at home. That's why it's my goal to try to make each episode short and the takeaways really practical and easy to remember. So if you do end up using one of these tips this week, will you let me know? You can direct message me on Instagram or Facebook. You can leave a comment on the post on my website. Or you can tag me in photos and videos of your kids doing their chores happily, right? You can find me at 3in30podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and my website is 3in30.com. And if you're interested in seeing some behind-the-scenes photos of what it takes to get started with a podcast, you can look at my Instagram feed. You might be surprised that it doesn't require as much equipment and know-how as many people think. Uh, my recording studio is actually in my closet. Thank you again so much for being here. I have dreamed of starting this podcast for about a year, and it really means so much that you'd be here for episode one. I hope that you'll tune in next week on Monday for episode two, and in the meantime, have a great week with your family.